doing as little as possible should be actually a good thing. I think that's the best thing that you can do. Show general interest. These students and some is is crying. No, no, no. Actually, no. I changed my mind. Welcome to Tutor Challenges. It's not a problem, it's a challenge. Here we're going to talk about the challenges that tutors face in their day-to-day life. So, welcome everybody to this podcast. Personally, I'm really excited. Um, this was born out of an idea of just like all of the different talks that we had about our experiences of like tutoring uh, when we were tutors ourselves. And eventually it turned out that we had quite lively discussions and quite different opinions of basically anything that we spoke about. And we quickly realized that none of our opinions were really necessarily wrong and they were all right in some kind of way. So with this, um, personally, hi everybody. Uh, my name is Sebastian and I'm here with Stan Vessels and Isabella Koymont. And we're going here to just like discuss the coming 20 minutes about what it means to be a tutor. Well, there's lots with what it means to be a tutor. I mean, there are a lot of topics that we can talk about. But I guess then it would make sense to like start with the, probably the most important thing. Like, what are the actual responsibilities of a tutor? Um, because I remember when I started out a year ago, so I'm not really at that experience. But the first thing that stuck into my mind is like, ah, oh, cool, I can get to help with this amazing course. But then it quickly faded on me, like, oh, what am I ex- actually supposed to do? And that question kind of haunted me at the beginning as like a new fresh tutor eager to help, but completely clueless. Yeah, you, you get those sessions in the beginning, like, okay, if you have this scenario with, I mean, these students and some is is crying or something, like what would you do or that, that kind of stuff. Like they prepare you for that, but not what you feel inside. Like, what should I do with the students if they are just acting normal? <laughs> like... They just look at doom scenarios and then just talk you through those and that's it. So you know what's, what you can expect, but that's usually not the case. What are your initial expectations when you, you're just starting out? You're a new tutor joining the course, especially for me, maybe. I think you're, you're kind of excited, right, to, to get started, to do things, to help your groups completing the course. So does that translate more to... Uh, having a lot of initial responsibilities or thinking that you have a lot of responsibility to the group and to the course or are maybe more just like finding out what you need to do and not really caring about taking responsibility for something well caring is something different than responsibility i think because you can have the responsibility of just like letting them go and discover the wonderful world of whatever they are exploring. Um, But I I think it's hard because it is also so dependent on the course. For example, if I reflect back on what it was like to have a tutor for uh, engineering design compared to like RDBL uh, (laughs) embedded systems, like the experiences that you have like within the course and also with the tutor are just so vastly different that Basically, the idea that I had is like, I'm just going to try and mirror my previous tutor. And I think that should be okay because my tutor was okay. So if I can just live up to that, then I'm good. But other than that, it was like quite a difficult question for me to answer. 
Oh, I rather was asking myself, like, what did I want, like, my tutor to be? Like, what what would I expect of my tutor? And then I was thinking of, like, oh, I wanted to have technical knowledge and to motivate me to actually work on the course, etc. So I felt the need to actually be responsible of their motivation for the course and responsible for having the technical knowledge to help them through it. But the first time that I became tutor, I didn't have certain technical knowledge that I actually needed for the course. So I got in conflict with myself. Like I, w- I felt responsible for it, but I didn't have the knowledge to be responsible for that. Yeah, that's also something that I experienced uh, in the beginning that you're really trying to to help with the technical knowledge. Uh, and it's also something that groups automatically do, or I think most groups automatically do, is they when they get stuck on something technical, then they just... Uh, call for help and the first person uh, that they call out for is is you because you have weekly meetings uh, you are there uh, supporting them so these technical questions usually come up to you as a tutor yeah and you're representing the course as well because you are a tutor for that course right so you kind of feel like that you should know these things and you should help them (laughs) Uh, but that doesn't always work out but I think that I really switched on that by now that I I'm also now more of the opinion to let them figure it out themselves first uh, instead of just asking a lot of questions and helping them out in the best way possible because some, yeah, part of the the learning objectives of the course usually is also letting them finding uh, these things out for themselves. You can just push them in the good direction, like push them, like maybe you can search this term or this term or look into this more or look into that more and help them figure it out for themselves instead of, yeah, you telling them. Because with you telling them, then they don't learn from it. They just take it for granted and just don't think about it twice. In in that sense, I think it's also a very valuable learning lesson for them that if you just trust the process of whatever it gives them, for example, Scrum or something else that you need to do, if you just go walk through the process, then eventually, hopefully, you go from something that you didn't know and just by following all of the iterations, you would go from like, you would actually solve the problem that you're faced with, even if you have like no clue when you're starting out. And I think that experience of even if you like, you have an insurmountable task that you have no clue on how to solve it first, over being able to overcome such a thing is something really valuable and indeed a core aspect of DBL. Yes, that you can do it on your own without the help of your tutor. Yeah, and just being general independent, I guess, because that's like a very valuable skill to have. Looking back on it, I do feel like that these like DBL courses definitely helped with that. Yeah, we are more talking about a tutor in a managing position, like a product owner or or manager, than someone who is there just to for for your technical knowledge. It can also be interesting to think about responsibilities in a more classical setup course. In this way, I think it's it, it would be different, right? A lot different. Then you're really much more relying on the technical knowledge, I guess. It's their need about the technical knowledge that you give to the students and how they can tackle the problems and what kind of hints they have to look at in the questions to actually know what they should do. But it's not, it's, it's a lot different than CBL because CBL is just 
like you are there for their mostly for their professional skills and to guide them through the process of of the whole of the whole course, but not f- to give them the technical knowledge or know how how they how they should tackle certain technical things. Like how should I program this? Well, figure it out yourself. That's basically how you do a CBL because it's a challenge for you and it's not a challenge for the tutor. So it's like the opposite world. <laughs> kind of being a tutor for a question hour and being a tutor for a CBL. So I, I had a background of being a tutor for my question hours and then I became a tutor for CBL. So I already felt like, okay, I need to have technical knowledge. I need to, have to, need to be able to answer their questions. But then the course changed and I didn't know a lot of stuff. So I had to change myself in regards to that. So yeah, that was, that was a whole different step. Yeah. I feel like that in, uh, in tutoring for CBL courses, you are much more observing uh, when you are with the group. Uh, much more looking at what are they doing, how are they, usually you are there in the meeting, and they should uh, somehow <laughs> have prepared, I guess, if you have a meeting with them. I would hope that, so. Well, <laughs> I think uh, that usually happens. Usually you are not the one who should prepare, but they should be the ones who prepare the meeting. And then you're kind of observing how are they doing uh, progress-wise for the whole course? Uh, are they on track? Are they really stuck on something? Uh, but without intervening, Immediately, I think, uh, but much more observing, maybe give slight hints. Observe them struggle. <laughs> well, yeah, for for some time, maybe, yeah. I think that, that might be useful. I mean, they um, if they are aware of that they're struggling, then they, they hopefully are also looking at solutions, right? And uh, you can see if that works out in some way. Um, now, I'm just trying to form a little bit about my opinion, because like I do... Li- really think indeed that being the observer is kind of I I think that's a really good way to describe what a tutor is in these kind of situations because a tutor inherently isn't necessarily something of its own but really there to facilitate between just the professor and the student and I believe that you're basically the the professor's eyes on the group. Yeah, you you are since you kind of expect that ideally the course has been like also set up in a way that the students should just be able to complete without really having any troubles or at least like they should be able to complete a project without any interference or any communication. Um, in my opinion, at least if the course is set up really well, and then you're just there on like seeing like. Is there a wall which they're walking into which shouldn't be there, basically? Or are they going like really stuck and do you just like have to slightly adjust them? And in that case, doing as little as possible should be actually a good thing. Or like having to do as little as possible is a very good thing. Not necessarily just like leaving your group to just struggle unnecessarily. Yeah, if if you don't have to interfere much with the group, the group is doing well. Yeah, and they can struggle, that's fine. But they shouldn't do so unnecessarily, I believe. And a tutor is like kind of like this wisdom person, or like it should be like just 
I've no better word for this or like analogy than like kind of like Gandalf who just like shows up uh, when he needs to show up and then just solve everything magically and then also disappear instantly afterwards. So basically we're awesome wizards. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we, we are long gray bearded or without a beard wizards showing up. Before, before tooting this, starting out, it's maybe a bit hard to to do right i mean how how can i be a wizard in one week that's it's kind of uh challenging how do you solve this that's also why i think really that like experienced tutors are so valuable compared to like people starting out is because the real value in a tutor is just these tiny things in which they can observe and just like adjust as little as possible but with the greatest effect but if you don't really have enough experience either within the field itself or just like on how to like lead a team then it just becomes so incredibly hard it's hard it's hard to know when you're needed yeah and i noticed this starting out myself so hard because i had quite a bit of experience in the subject matter so i could like notice when they were getting stuck but i couldn't really know on should I just let them go and struggle some more? Is this healthy struggle or is this unhealthy struggle? And I felt that the only answer was basically, I need more group experience. And that was really unsatisfying to feel because I thought I had this feeling on what was going to happen. And then it didn't match up at all. And then I was stuck there with like, no idea really how to approach it. And that's, was a really interesting experience and then i was really happy to have like these group counseling sessions with other tutors where you can like light out your heart and it's like hey i have this situation what should i do um but that was definitely something i like man i wish i just had more experience because then i felt i could serve my group better now one thing i really struggled with in the beginning is how should i motivate my my students because i felt really responsible for their motivation and to keep them interactive with the course. In the beginning, I had two groups which were pretty fine on their own and they didn't include me that much, which made me not feel as part of the group as I wanted to be and which made it hard to actually motivate them to, for example, work on their professional skills because their professional skills were underdeveloped while their technical skills were through the roof. Yeah, I guess that's one of the harder challenges that you have. Especially, I also experienced that myself, that when you have, for instance, multiple groups during a course, they always have one group that you feel like you're more um, belonging to or uh, really uh, dare to help them. And yeah, then there's also maybe a group that you uh, don't really feel that much related to. Or that you kind of have this this feeling that it's hard to reach, uh, reach them and give some some feedback or tips. Yeah, you got the feeling that the group should be equal, like enthusiastic and this kind of stuff, and that that you sh- that you can treat them equally. But every group is different and needs a different approach, which is sometimes hard to feel. And it's also it makes you second guess yourself in what Sebastian also said uh, when you're. Uh, doubting on when to intervene on something and uh, both of your groups have uh, the same issue and for, for for one group you intervene and the other one they just figured it out themselves um, yeah that, that can be fine that, that can really differ per group what you do and uh, what you think is appropriate uh, if you have a group that is 
this is showing you that they're much more capable of solving their problems on their own than you know, you just trust that they will figure it out uh, hopefully and uh, but also if they don't is it really your responsibility that they don't oh that's a hard one it's more like accountability maybe <laughs> even are you accountable for for these these things i don't really think you are I, accountable definitely not but no well accountable depends on like if you're responsible to begin with and expected to be able to help them but i don't think that we're responsible for their success to begin with but also how far should that go in the context of a dbl especially one that is really multifaceted uh, for example if you need if you're basically an interdisciplinary dbl course and you just don't have the right group members is anybody really responsible for the fact that that group will struggle a lot i i don't know i don't think so i feel like you're only responsible when you have taken actions which led to that problem that you suggested something to them and then they got in that, into that problem and they couldn't solve it so you're only responsible when it's it begins with your own actions that's how i would feel about it mm, that's an interesting point uh but what if the group goes and it's like hey we're stuck on this problem and can you please help us and that you're basically like have you tried this and they would try it and then they would get stuck even more is that well, necessarily your problem then it wasn't your your problem to begin with like if they were doing fine and then you suggested something and then they can walk into problems that's that's the part of what i think that it might be but what if your suggestion was totally fine but the execution was just a problem then you try again they've learned something that's some, that that it didn't work right so i think that is progress in some sense and that you suggested something that turned out that did not work yet and that's that's not really your problem it also depends a bit on on uh what we are talking about if we're talking about technical advice i don't think we we really should if it's more like on on collaboration skills or or scrum or whatever um making sure that they're productive or effective in their teamwork then yeah it differs per team you you don't you're not really that wizard that we talked about that knows everything and and can also say the the right magic words to to make every problem go away <laughs> uh that's also yeah you have to figure this out with the group and the group needs to figure this out themselves as well so if you try something and it doesn't work out then yeah you've made progress i guess it's also a bit the responsibility of the group in that case so if they go and ask you about something that's really sensitive to their grade and they only trust you um then well i guess that almost everybody would go like hey uh would just go to the professor and it's like hey i don't know how to answer this regarding grading and they're asking if i do this how would this affect my grade personally i would feel so uncomfortable just taking like a blind guess on it and it's like ah, oh, it would be totally fine just do it like that and if i would have suddenly if it would be for example for a small thing so for example somebody would ask me feedback on that powerpoint like i'm quite opinionated on how powerpoint should be and i think i'm correct but <laughs> judging by the powerpoints of some professors i'm <laughs> sure like i know that not everybody thinks the same way and in that case then 
I would guess it would hang on on like, yeah, sorry, professor. I just told them to do it like this because I thought this was the correct way. And that's, then, then you feel responsible for it. Like you gave them some tips and that changed their outcome, which has effects on their grades. And then then I would feel responsible. That's the only only way I would feel responsible. I mean, if it's about like maybe try a scrum meeting this way, I don't feel responsible if that goes wrong because you can always change it and you can always fe- t- take feedback on it and see how that goes. But if it has direct consequences on their grade, then I, then I would feel responsible. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on how confident you are in um, having the knowledge uh, on on what the grading should be and how, for example, a PowerPoint should look like if you're really confident that your opinion is uh, <laughs> is what it actually should be. In the case of PowerPoint, I would say go ahead. But definitely on more important things, I wouldn't be comfortable giving the group's advice without consulting a grading teacher first. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they come, they come really late with these questions and then you can't answer them on time. But something you can take responsibility for if you have opinions on how this should be done are things that aren't directly graded. There are a lot of things in courses right now, especially I think in professional skills that don't really immediately reflect on the final grade. So for example, how they cooperate, how they conduct their meetings, structure of minutes, indeed agendas, Scrum, if a course uses Scrum, how that is done, what they learn about that. Yeah, it is hardly reflected in your grade. And it's also hard to grade, since then the tutor needs to know how how to grade such a thing. Because you're the one who's conducting the meetings with them. But that is something that I feel quite confident I'm, I'm giving some feedback on uh, to the groups. But I also kind of try to let them, um, to, to only give some options for them to try, right? So you kind of conclude together with the group that there's maybe an issue sometimes raised from someone in the group and then well you need to come to some kind of solution so you kind of try to figure out together with the group to get some kind of solution out of them and otherwise maybe just give some options and just yeah let them decide what they want to do yeah i mean you see that something is going wrong it's it's hard to actually make the group feel like they should actually do this because if it's not in the grade sometimes people just say like okay yeah i'll just keep doing it my way uh, and especially if it just comes from just a tutor, kind of. Because, like, that is definitely something that I felt with the groups that I was in. As just, like, a student, then the general opinion was, like, oh, it's just a tutor saying this. Just ignore him. Uh, he is not a teacher giving out the grades. And now I definitely have come back on this uh, stance because... Apparently, there is quite a bit of a communication sometimes between the teacher and the tutor. Yeah, this this year or last year when I, uh, it was my second year of tutoring. In the beginning, I said, like, I am responsible for one part of your grade. It's, it's literally in, in the scheme of the grading. So I could add 20 points and could uh, could also subtract 20 points of your grade. That's a lot. That, that So you have to communicate with me and you have to keep me happy. <laughs> But in, in that kind of sense, you're also asking quite a bit from the students to trust you, I guess, as well. Then you're just asking for, hey, I'm important. And the things that I say hold values, which means make me responsible for a part of how your group runs, especially. 
yeah. as well. But if you didn't have any responsibilities, then we didn't. Then you didn't didn't have need any tutors. Well, I'm not. not I, I'm no, <laughs> no. That's an interesting. <laughs> no, I'm not of the opinion on this because, in my opinion, it's kind of like we're the extension of the eyes of like professors, or like we're just the extension of the professor. Because ideally, in like a magical world where professors like had no like just had tons of spare time and didn't want to do research for whatever reason they could just do everything we could and it would probably be done better in the sense of not necessarily that they could guide things better but they like would have a better idea they know the grading and such but would it be definitely better i mean i, mean, I wouldn't say that professors couldn't tip to our level of group guidance but um would it really help to have someone that is has expert knowledge on everything in the course and the grading scheme and whatever to guide the groups if you want to have some CBL kind of course. I mean, ultimately, the group has to do all these things, right? So you can just as well put someone there that doesn't know all these things by heart. Well, the professor can just then refuse to give the answer like he probably knows better on like oh this is an important bit that you need to figure out yourself compared to this is something easy here you go just just like a small roadblock go on to the important thing um what i meant with if, if if tutors didn't have any responsibility you don't need any tutors i don't mean that then the professor should take those responsibilities no but i i think the entire point of a tutor is basically facilitating everything between the core side and the student just be there as a first point of contact and basically just impose the structure that the teacher really wants you to use i i, I think well, that that is actually the only like real core responsibility of a tutor is just be there to present what the teacher want to present to the students well, no, I not totally agree with that because one thing that I also think that tutors are responsible for is making sure that the group stays on track. So they know when they're behind or they know when they are on, like they can take it a little bit slow or they have to pick up the pace because in the end they have to finish the whole course. So I feel like it's for a tutor, it's also necessary to see how well the group is doing with regards to finishing the course. If no one tells you you're behind, you won't know. Um, I Personally, in my opinion, that really isn't that much of the case, but that might be just the groups that I worked in that just had somebody that planned in everything religiously. Or like just had like a good general overview. Um, since if you have like a good overview of like what the project should be, then I feel like that you could also judge this a little bit yourself. Um, but this is definitely one area indeed in which tutors can really shine in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's also related to uh, what I think uh, personally is is that it's maybe you're also kind of, I, I wouldn't really want to say responsible uh, because that's maybe a bit too much, but you're kind of keeping an eye on professional skills and group cooperation in general, uh, which also includes planning. Also, keeping an eye on if they are on track is something that you, uh, as a tutor, would kind of naturally also do. But I think that I feel responsible for that 
part uh, just as much as I feel responsible for general group cooperation. But the responsibility of like the setup on how this should be done lies within the teacher themselves. So for example, on like, how do you want them to self-reflect or how do you want them to do planning and such? All of these things are given within kind of like the way on how the teacher wants you to do the process of the course. Um, so in that kind of way, I kind of do think that the responsibility lies there with the teacher, but I think in practice that all of this is like kind of falls down on like the tutors themselves on making sure that this happens. It's it's not your responsibility that the group like will pick up the pace and go faster or that kind of stuff. It's I feel like it's more your responsibility to tell them that they are behind. Or for example, some documents sometimes they don't think about making documents, they just think about making the products. It is something that I see happen a lot of times. So it's also about Hey, maybe you're forgetting this or this. Have you thought about this that you also have to hand in in the, in the end? And just asking those questions to keep them finish the course. I feel like that's one of the main points that I keep looking at. I also look at if one person is doing a lot more than the rest. I mean, that's also one of the main responsibilities that we have, I think. Like that there are not any free riders. So to make sure that there are no free riders... Because if there are free riders and they say that in the end, then usually they say like, okay, you get one point lower in grade, but you can't really do anything about it as a group in the end. You really have to look at it from the beginning on, like what happens and then tell the person, hey, you're not putting as much effort into the group as the others are. Why is this? And and etc. I feel like that's one, also one main responsibility is like, does it group put in equal amounts of work and how does it affect the grade in the end because you are the first person who actually sees this it's not also about the hours that you put in but also about the um, quality of the work that you put in and that kind of way i do feel like that the common trend is basically being able to give feedback on the quality of the work because that is one thing in which like cbl is kind of lacking is that it's really hard to actually assess the quality of your current state of the project and i feel like that is one area in which we can really help even though that this is kind of different than having technical know-how and knowing on how to solve the project so would you also say that you would expect from a tutor to have like a very clear and thorough understanding of the end final product not necessarily how it's made but the product itself I feel like every tutor should know what should be handed in, when it should be handed in, and if the group is aware that it, that it's there. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And also, if you don't have any technical knowledge about what they are doing at all, uh, then still, I guess, you're in these meetings, right? And if you're using Scrum, you're also at the, the demo meetings. So you can probably ask a lot of questions about their product and their progress in general, I mean, you know their planning, you know their scrum board, you know the tasks and wishes that they are that they are working on. So, uh, even without knowing what they are actually doing, you you can ask, I think, a lot of questions and, and get an idea on where they are. Yeah, and 
And that's as you also don't need to be really shy about asking questions to your group on like, hey, can you explain me this little part? Even better, the group should know how far your technical know-how goes and adjust to that. For example, if you have a very technical um, product owner, you can go more into details about small things and about the code that is behind something. But if the person doesn't have the technical know-how and your product owner doesn't have that, then you should also adjust your demo to show the parts that they will understand. So if you don't understand something that they are talking about, just straight up ask what they are doing. Because they should be able to explain it in like... In layman terms. Simple, simple yeah. talk. <laughs> I think this is actually a really valuable interpersonal skill. Yeah. Uh, it's not like one of those listed personal skills, but definitely something that you like walk in later on like, hey, you have a manager. And it's really important to also convey, be able to convey what's important, even if he doesn't realize it yet. And being able to keep tabs on it is something that you can definitely practice with this as well. But that's my view on responsibility. I don't, nowadays, when I feel, think back of it, of, or think about being a tutor again, I don't think, I don't feel responsible anymore for the technical know-how. I feel more responsible for how to guide them into finding the technical know-how. So my view has, a, has changed a lot about that. And motivation, yeah, there's so much you can do. If you are very enthusiastic about the project and just so general interest, then usually they pick up on that and be motivated to work on it as well. I think that's the best thing that you can do. Show general interest, really be interested in what they are doing and, and being uh, accessible to them and uh, asking a lot of questions be excited about their progress uh, then hopefully they will be excited about the project as well if i mean if you're not excited then why should they be <laughs> do you guys you should be responsible to be available to them at all times no no, no not at all i mean if it's late at night i'm not available that's just yeah Usually, I would like to do these things in a meeting. They can always, well, they can always uh, send me a message on whatever communication channel uh, we've agreed upon using. I also never give them my number. They have my email address, and I check my email once a day. They are so good luck. That sounds generous to me. Uh, I also do it the other way around. I mean, if there is a deadline coming up or something that I forgot to mention in one group meeting that I have mentioned in another one. Like, hey, uh, watch out next week. Uh, your poster needs to be finished. Um, then sometimes I would drop a message uh, to let them know. Maybe as a way to summarize this episode, we have a list of questions, uh, which are true and false questions that we maybe can do very quickly. Uh, just give a, a true or false yes or no answer. And then if you feel really opinionated about it, then we can maybe discuss this a bit more, but I think that most of the things that are in this list we've already talked about in the episode. Okay, so first question. It's a responsibility, or first statement rather, it's a responsibility to motivate the students. No. Responsibility to motivate students? No. I think it's just like, yes. <laughs> I'm aware that it doesn't always work that way because, well, it usually did, but recently it didn't. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not really putting myself to blame, but uh, it's, well, at least it's something that I feel like I should do. I don't feel like it anymore. 
I used to, and then I noticed that there was so much that I can do. So just having a positive attitude usually does enough. So I feel responsible for having a great attitude towards the students, but not responsible for actually motivating them because that's on themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah maybe that's more more appropriate. I feel that being able to finish your work is a professional skill, even if you're motivated or not. And I thereby also don't expect it from the people you're working with. I think it's a professional skill to be able to finish your work, even with when other people aren't really as motivated as you are. So I don't think so. As a tutor, you should always have prepared the meeting. In some sense. Like, <laughs> Why are you so doubting, like both of you? <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of way you mean it, because the students should prepare the meeting and you should follow the meeting. Because you are just there to sit and watch, but you should also prepare like you'll be there on time and you have some notes with you or something that you can scribble on or... Um, have some idea on how the group is going. So you look at the agenda and you look at how their time schedules are, like how much time did they put in this week and in, in what kind of stuff. So yes, you have to look a little bit, uh, prepare the meetings a little bit, but you are not the ones who actually do the meeting. So I, I think there are a couple of important meetings. So first ones and such you should do. Maybe you should have like a backup, as in if your group is totally trash and holding meetings and maybe you should prepare something to give them a little bit of structure but i think it's also fine to have a couple of meetings where you just walk in and it's like hey group you were responsible for holding the meeting how did you do show me yeah yeah okay i I get where you're getting from um well i think you should always prepare but i i also think that well the amount of preparation that you need for every meeting isn't always that much that is yeah, I think I definitely agree on that. I just use a few minutes, like look at the agenda, look at their time schedules, like their what they uh, what they did that week and how much hours they put in, and if that's like a skew or not. And that's I actually the only things that I look at, and then I start the meeting. And if they if no one talks, and I go like, guys, you should prepare this meeting, not me. I'm here for you, not 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 for me. <laughs> oh, really? Definitely. Yeah. So they really should prepare. That uh, They always have something to prepare. As a tutor, you should be able to give guidance or be able to answer questions on the product and technical side. No. Guidance, yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, no. I changed my mind. Yeah, it's a hard it's no. also a hard no. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you... Can you? I mean, if you want to. Uh, you, you think you do have the technical knowledge? At some point... Still wouldn't. Uh, no? No, they have to find out for themselves and I would guide them, like guide them for the professional skill, like having the professional skill, I would guide them to like finding it out for themselves. That's a professional skill, but I wouldn't guide them in technical knowledge. Uh, yeah, in principle, I, I'm more inclined to do that as well. Um, maybe for some small questions that are also kind of like in your experience, what do you think you should do, right? There's all kinds of things that are still debatable on what is the best options to do. Then I would sometimes also give my opinion on really small things, but of very limited scope. Okay, so as a tutor, are you responsible for equal participation of the group members? I feel like you have to, you're not responsible, 
for it, but you have to keep an eye out for it and try to ask the group if they are okay with it. Because if the group is okay with one person not putting enough hours in it, but the quality of those hours are good compared to the others, then some people can say like, no, it's fine because he has done this, this and this, and we would have done this in like so many hours, but he did it in like very, very less amount of hours. So for me, it kind of depends on the group. I feel like, yes, you have to keep an eye on the out of, out of for it. If it's really askew, then talk about uh, talk to the group about it and talk to the person that is, or persons that are doing less work. Or the, the persons that are doing more work. That also happens. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree here with Isabel. I think it's like important that you keep an eye on the group dynamic. Like, is everybody happy? But as long as if everybody is happy, then I think it's fine if people do more or less work. Yeah. And don't be afraid to talk with someone in private about this because group pressure is a thing. <laughs> and what you can say in a group sometimes isn't your actual opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, there's, there's also so much that you can do. And I also think that personally I can keep an eye out on that a bit more than I typically do. But as long as there are no real problems in the group, then and, and people are fine with it, then I'm also not really inclined to do much about it. Yeah, last year I had a problem with one guy, which was doing less amount of work. And it turns out he had personal problems and later dropped out of the course. I think it's also part of the responsibility of the group themselves to kind of raise some some questions or, or talk about this when when they sense that someone is really uh, putting in less hours well for first years that's sometimes hard like it can feel like you're attacking someone personally there is a professional skill in how to deal with this stuff it's and also a learning opportunity then definitely so what i did last year was also just talk with the group without the guy which which they were, uh, yeah, they were kind of angry with him because he did less amount of work and was saying like I will do this and this and then fine end up didn't do it. So they were kind of angry with him, and I said like, if you are going to be angry with him, then for sure he's not going to do much. Try to do it like, hey, we need you to do this, this, and this because then I can do this. Like, try a more positive approach and get him connected with the group more and feel like he's part of it instead of he's the outsider and we're angry with you and you're not doing anything correct etc a more positive approach and telling what you need from that guy is more is usually more helpful than just telling him that also coming up with solutions instead of just a problem as a tutor you should be responsible for the grade no 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 <laughs> well that was easy <laughs> yeah I think this uh, for me it's kind of straightforward uh, you're not the one doing the project they are as a tutor you're responsible for the development of professional skills in the group yes yeah 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 well, oh also well. no conflicting <laughs> opinions on this <laughs> so we end in unison oh uh. Oh, that's, that's amazing. All right. Uh, I think we 
touched on a lot of things regarding responsibility. So take into regard that this is just us thinking of what we are responsible. It's not necessarily that we are responsible for this by the teacher or anything. It's just what we feel like we are responsible for as tutors ourselves. So don't take this personal. If you have another opinion, that's all fine. If you feel like you're more responsible for their grades or their technical skills, that's all fine. It's just not the way that we tutor. I hope that the disagreements that we had kind of also illustrated on like, there are so many ways on how to think about what you're responsible for. So really use your time as a tutor to develop your own opinions on this and develop yourself as a correct uh, character because of it. I, I feel that we can at least give one tip or at least the tip that I would give like the strongest is just be clear about what you think are your responsibilities with the group from just day one and just say, I think I'm responsible for this. I think you guys are responsible for this. And this is how we're going to do it. And if you disagree, then we can talk about it. But just be very clear about what your expectations are because that makes every communication afterwards so much easier and everybody will be just like a lot more like easygoing afterwards. Well, up, uh, up to next time, right? Yeah. Uh, up to next time.